With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Smells like football, baby. <laughs> What's happening, people? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It is Thursday, the last Fantasy Football Smackdown of the 2021 season, the last Fantasy Football Smackdown of 2021, as we are recording this on December 30th, getting you set for Week 17. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter, at KyleMonth8. And joining me once again, it's been here more than half the time this year, so it's been awesome to share the mic with you, bro. But Dallas, Hyder, you're back, man. How's it going? It's going great. Um, yeah, uh, I'd like to say that I'm in more championship games <laughs> slash one more championships this year than I did, but I did not. Um, I had a couple of heart wrenching losses actually this last week where uh, I lost two championship games. Mm. Just it was the only two that basically were the championships last week, and I lost them combined by a total of two and a half points. Oh. So uh, you know, just uh, kicking the nads on that one, but uh, it's totally okay. You know, surviving, uh, live and learn. Uh, yeah. I'm still in my two IDP leagues right now, so I'm uh, pumped about that. That seems to be my niche for some reason, where I always do well, even if I'm not doing well in the redraft. So. Uh, <laughs> Glad to be uh, here and ready to talk some start sits on everyone else's championship weeks. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's uh, it's been it's been a good year. Um, I I lucked out. I own too many, or not too. I guess it wasn't too much because it all paid off. But I own a ridiculous amount of T Higgins in my life. So mm-hmm. uh, week sixteen was awesome. I'm hoping week seventeen will carry some of those gems uh, and lead to some championships as well. But if I honestly, if you make it, if you make it. I think making it to the playoffs is really my true test of like, yeah. you know, how good you are at this. I think uh, winning championships is always really, really tough. It takes a lot of luck. And uh, sometimes, you know, I'm sure people advance the championships on the back of players like Justin Jackson last week, who was literally just a pickup. <laughs> uh, so yeah. it's been an even crazier year than most. So. Yeah, it was nuts. I posted in the Patreon group chat last week after all that happened, and it's just wild. The fact that Saquon, Aaron Jones, and Jonathan Taylor all finished last week with under 12 points, and you had the likes of Justin Jackson, uh, Rex Burkhead, and Chase Edmonds all score over 22 and were in the top Mm -hmm. five at running backs. So just yeah, good yeah, good times, just like we all expected. So exactly. uh, Before we get into uh, some more stuff here, we do have a first question already. Trey's coming in with a. Uh, full PPR question and a flex. He's got Michael Pittman, Elijah Mitchell, who I believe was back at practice today for the 49ers. So could be returning here for the big championship week or Chase Edmonds. Uh, the Cardinals obviously facing off against the Cowboys in the big late afternoon game mm-hmm. on Sunday. So Pittman, Mitchell or Edmonds in the flex and full PPR. Uh, where are you thinking, Dallas? 
So this one is one of those time sensitive ones that is a little bit, I want to lean running back. I really do. I would go Elijah Mitchell if I knew for a fact he was going to play and get the lion's share of the carries. Um, but he is questionable still for the game. He's expected to be back. Um, but I believe that game is actually a later start than the Indianapolis game. Um, this leads a little bit into the wide receiver section for me, but I would probably be leaning Pittman. Um, the Chase Edmonds explosion last week helping happened basically due to the fact that James Conner was injured and wasn't really playing. <laughs> so you had Chase Edmonds basically getting the James Conner role. Um, from all accounts, James Conner is healthy and should play this week. Um, so looking at that backfield split, we expect to see more of what we saw at the beginning of the season. So the touchdown upside that we saw last week with Chase, I don't think is going to be there. Um, I'll lean Pittman, but if Elijah Mitchell is a full go and is a guaranteed no injury designation after tomorrow, which I think is the last injury designation day for this week, um, I'm going to be rolling with him. So this is a kind of a wait and see. Sorry to tell you, Trey. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is tough because you have a lot of factors in here. You have Wentz. And Pittman, right? That's obviously a factor because I'm not sure that we want to start Pittman without Carson Wentz. Yeah. Oh, we'll know that. I should be in advance. That is a, a one o'clock game. The two mm-hmm. other, the running backs do play late. Um, and yeah. then you have Mitchell first week back. Edmonds, is he going to be impacted by James Conner? And even today, there was a lot of, uh, there was the first report was Conner got in limited. Then it was like, well, no, he didn't really practice, but media's like, no, he was out there. So I think Friday is obviously where you tune in. I totally agree with Dallas. This is extremely time sensitive, like sensitive to the news we're going to get the rest of the weekend here. So if, if, uh, if Wentz is out, I don't want any part of Pittman. It just agreed too gross. Um, If Mitchell was there and let's say Mitchell's active and Connor was active, I'd probably lean Mitchell just because the matchup against the Texans is crazy. But if Connor was out, then Edmonds would be at the top of this list for me, regardless of the status of, any of the other stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really, really tough. Unfortunately, I can't get a straight answer today, but uh, that hopefully all that information is uh, useful to you, Trey, as you move into the weekend here and should be able to make a decision there before Sunday. Thank God there's only Sunday games this week. I, I don't know what it was yeah. last week. I told everybody like I had like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, like all the Sunday, the kind of the weirdness there, even James Connor, I had a lot of James Connor, all my alternate options and like everyone's yeah. spots was Donta Foreman. And yeah. he played Thursday and I was just like yeah. going out of my mind. I'm like, what do I do here? <laughs> so it, it sucked, but this week all yeah. Sunday. So we should be good outside of the Monday yeah. matchup. I mean, but- it's a nice rest. Cause I mean, if you think about it last week was that COVID apocalypse that we basically had. So we had football every day, basically from like Thursday of the week prior, all the way almost up through last Thursday. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm right there with you. I understand that. Uh, it's nice not having to tell people horrible advice about the Thursday night games. Cause I feel like I've been on par with that outside of the tight end advice this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a good change of pace. <laughs> yep. Uh, David came into the chat too with another uh, question about Pittman. Um, he, or he just he's just noting that he's worried about Pittman, and that's kind of what we're saying too. Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely. Uh, I, I would be. Would you start Pittman if if Wentz is out with the with the COVID situation? No, uh, I want nothing to do with Pittman if he's not in there. Um, Pittman is. I mean, we've seen him with other quarterbacks, and he was decent last year in some games. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the apple of Wentz's eye. Um, we know that Wentz perennially likes the big body targets and that has continued in Indy. Um, if Wentz is out, I really don't want anything to do with Pittman. Uh, and again, Elijah Mitchell, if he's healthy, he gets all the starter role and it doesn't matter who's actually in the backfield with him. So if he is healthy, I'd go with him, but it is that unfortunate situation where you have to play it 
by ear. So yeah, for sure. Here's David's question. He's got uh PPR uh, looking like a flex here. We got Mike Williams, who was activated for the COVID list today for the Chargers. Kareem Hunt, who's working his way back from injury for the Browns. And then Jarvis Landry, who played last week. The Browns are playing the Steelers on Monday night. Uh, it's a PPR. So PPR flex, Mike Williams, Kareem Hunt, or Landry. Which way are you leaning? Dude, first of all, to you, David, kudos to making it to the championship. But this is your flex because this has been ugly for you for the last like month and a half. Uh, I have a couple of leagues that looked like this, and I'm no longer in the championship. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, for me, I don't really want to mess with the Mike Williams train, especially going up against Denver right now. Their pass defense has been their benefit all season. Their run defense has been suspect. I think Los Angeles is most likely going to learn from their mistakes in the first game and actually attempt to run against them as opposed to pass against them. That's what got them the loss last time. Um, Kareem Hunt with that split with Chubb. Chubb's still just getting all the workload. Uh, Hunt always has that touchdown upside, but if he doesn't get the touchdown, it's kind of ugly most games. But Landry is just, I can't tell you to start Landry. Um, I, I'm probably going Kareem Hunt just because it's the running back in this situation, has the versatility in the pass and the <laughs> run scripts but i don't feel great about any of these guys unfortunately <laughs> yeah i i'm with you there I, the it would usually be mike williams but the matchup is really tough denver's defense is legit uh there's the one they're they're one of just a few defenses at this point the way the nfl's gone i remember like felt like three four years ago they were you know more than that like eight to ten yeah. matches where i was like eh, at least kind of downgrade denver is just one of a handful left if that that i'm usually like yeah i try to avoid that so I would try to avoid Mike Williams if you can. You have two options on Monday night, so that's good. Um, I would go with Landry. Uh, I know the matchup for Hunt as far as going up against the Steelers is really good. The Steelers' run defense is horrible. Um, yeah. So you can wait to see if Hunt's active. Um, but with it being PPR, I think Landry will get you probably a safe – 10 nine points. Point, yeah, it was yeah. Like nine to 10 like, points. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to, sh- I don't know, like, I feel like if you want to shoot for it, uh, like the ultimate, like the bigger upside, I think it would be hunt if he's active, obviously, but I think Landry is a safer option over Williams um, just due to the matchup, but it's it definitely tough. So, yeah, uh, I would, I would just lean to Kyle's advice, avoid Mike Williams and then play <laughs> whoever you're more comfortable with on Monday. So, yeah. And you should know by then too, like, hope, you know, we'll see, there's not that many fancy relevant players playing on Monday night. So, if yeah. you're, you know, if you're chasing, you know, four or five or whatever, play Landry, you're good to go. If you need, if you need an upside, you know, uh, though, I think you go with Hunt if he's active. So yeah. a lot of good questions already. So appreciate you guys bringing those uh, in here. So uh, before we get into our starts and sits at the position, uh, continue to drop questions if you, if you have them in the chat. But uh, just a quick note on my end for the Fancy Football Smackdown. Uh, first off, it's been a good week already. Talked waivers. I filled in for Memphis last second. Hung out with Jerry on the uh, War Zone on Wednesday on Wednesday podcast. So check that out if you missed it already. Uh, but this will be the last regularly scheduled Fancy Football Smackdown of the two two or three a week um, with waiver wire sniping. This wraps up the season. So next week uh, we'll start one a week, just doing some fun topics to wrap up the year. Going to do uh, fantasy resolutions next week. Uh, so we're going to talk, take a look back, see what kind of strategies worked, what didn't, what, how you want to change things up. So hit me up on Twitter at Comment8 if you have any of your own. Um, that should be a fun show, so looking to knock that out. But the SmackDown will release on Thursdays in the podcast feed going forward. So maybe adjust here and there depending on what the other shows uh, need to do. But uh, traditionally, though, going forward in the offseason, it'll be a Thursday show. Um, speaking of the quote-unquote offseason, as we know that there is no offseason here in this world of dynasty, uh, Dallas, what's on the uh, docket for you here coming up here as the season comes to a close? 
Yeah. Um, so all of the listeners of your show have had me sprinkled in throughout the year and I've gotten a couple of shows off, but as you guys know, there's not a ton of rookie content that you're really going to dive into. Um, I did my report cards um, coming up immediately. Um, this weekend I'll be dropping an episode actually following uh, the big boy games, as I talked to Memphis about earlier this week, uh, pertaining to my standouts from all the bowl games for draft eligible players. So there's guys that I expected big things that basically met them with some of the bowl games that I've seen thus far, as well as some guys that kind of surprised me, um, some standouts in some of the lesser known and lesser televised games out there that I was a little bit shocked at. Um, I'm excited for the class uh, a lot more than I thought I was going to be at the beginning of this regular season. Um, so I'm excited to start talking about that. Um, there's going to be some segments on immediate buy sells following the conclusion of this week as well. So two weeks out, look for the buy sells of the rookie players from the 2021 season. Um, then I'll start breaking down my top tens at each position for the upcoming draft class following the bowl games. I'll have that out before the divisional round starts. So that's probably the third week of January. Um, Power five faves, uh, sprinkles of IDP love. There's a lot coming in the offseason for me, guys. So uh, get ready. Um, I have a feeling that I will be talking quite a bit more about IDP next to regular season, since that is uh, how I think I can contribute a little bit more, some uh, more spicy content for some of you other savages out there in the DWZ network <laughs> yeah dude, that's i'm looking forward to it because if you guys are like me and i know a lot of people are uh your rookie analysis for the upcoming classes are just follow good people that you know are smarter than you about this stuff so dallas yeah. is obviously one of those guys uh so when by the time my rookie draft start i've just you know i've brought all of this collected all this info that i like from people that i've followed and trust and then i use that to my advantage because uh that is not my specialty uh, and knowing that's half the battle, I think, sometimes. So I'm looking yeah. forward to consuming all this content. Uh, and, of course, it's going to be right here on the DWZ Network. It's going to be awesome. And that the IDP stuff, I mean, a couple deep IDP leagues. So, like, these guys don't make it to the wire. So I'm looking forward to uh, scooping some of these guys up in the later rounds that you're going to be talking about on these future shows. Yeah. So, Dude, you know. my, my darling from the IDP from the 2021 season was Kazir White. The outside linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers, single-handedly, if you needed 12 points every single week in your linebacker or even your flex position, that was your guy. And he was free. Like, literally, I talked about it with some guys in the Patreon a couple weeks back. And it was like, oh, shit, he's still on my waiver wire. And then he just picked him up. <laughs> he's been playing him since. He's got, like, 16, 15, and 25 points the last three weeks. Uh, yeah, as, dude's as nuts. A, as a Kenneth Murray owner in uh, in one of those two leagues, that has been very rough to con- I've Murray's obviously not seen my lineup in in months, but I just every week I just double check. I'm like, oh, is he playing anymore? Nope. Snaps are like twenty yeah, percent. The, <laughs> the reason that is, I don't know if you've been watching a lot of Los Angeles like defense and paying attention to the rotation or not on that end, but the reason his snap count has gone down, they're playing him as an outside linebacker, like hand in the dirt edge rusher. Now they're not. He mm-hmm. came in as a middle linebacker. Is what he was supposed to be a Mike coming yeah. out because that's what they needed. But he's so him. bad at <laughs> pass coverage. They're like, we're just gonna let you rush. Uh, we we hope you're like a fifth of what Micah Parsons is, is basically what they're expecting. So, uh, yeah, it's not shocking, but yeah, dude. And that's and I mean, when I drafted, I was like, all right, let's get a tackle machine in here. I need somebody, and then I've gotten nothing. So, uh, but that's the that's just the other that's how IDP goes sometimes, I guess. And it's a ton of yep. fun. I I enjoyed. I dabbled just a little bit. I always tell people if you haven't tried it, tried it. And I always also compare it to like I the way I the way I feel playing IDP. I envision that that's how like normal people out there feel about playing fantasy football they're just yeah. like oh this guy scored some points like what's what's he about 
right? Like I don't need that on the offensive side. I know all these guys, but on the defensive side, I don't know anything. So uh, it's it's a fun way to play. So I highly suggest taking a dive in if you haven't already and yeah. use and Dallas's it, content to help you out. Yeah. And if you think you're like a deep, deep dynasty guy that just is really deep in there, you got 20 leagues, but they're all offensive leagues. Join an IDP league and you will learn that you know very little about the NFL. <laughs> I can promise you that uh, a couple years into IDP on my own side right now, mm-hmm. uh, when you start dabbling into, I have a league that's 11 on both sides of the ball. So you're starting an yep. entire NFL roster every week. You want to pull your hair out like that. That's the one. Like literally there's one where I'm in the championship this week in it. And it's like my RB two in that is Naheem Hines. And I'm in the Hell championship yeah. just because my defense is so solid. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's so stressful every week, though. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Oh, it, it's, it is a ton of fun. I That's the super deep like that. I think one's 11, the other one's 10 starters. And it's awesome. And I yeah. and you definitely uh, do a little bit of research before you get moving, like, because the guys you know, those aren't the good guys. Like, I remember when I first started, I was like, oh, Von Miller. Okay, yeah, he he's, a you know, and sacks are great, but – you need tackles and he doesn't get tackles as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, Xavier Woods, right? He's a shutdown <laughs> corner. Well, he doesn't score any damn points because no one threw the yeah. ball to him back then, you know? Uh, so like that type of stuff, it's, it's just a different game and it's a, but it's a ton of fun, highly recommended, but uh, let's, let's dive into some offensive start sits for this week. 17 championships are obviously here. Uh, let's, and, and it's tough because a lot of this time too, you, you just have the good teams left. So, uh, but like we've seen already some good questions already in the chat. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this will help you guys set those lineups. So let's start with the quarterback. Uh, Dallas, where are you looking at for your QB start for week 17? Dude, I I don't know about you, but I was looking at the QB's position specifically, and I was like, this is ugly. If you don't have one of like the top like four guys, which you probably do if you're in the championship game this week, like I like don't feel super comfortable past like seven at the quarterback yeah. position. Um, if there's a guy outside of the 12, because as you guys know, my takes aren't as like chalk as we like to go with, and that's why I take it on the chin quite a bit. Um, but with the quarterback position, I'm looking at Trey Lance, and I know it's super spicy and it's super wild, but Houston as a defense right now, um, in ECR, Trey Lance is QB 15. So he's outside of the starting position, obviously. Um, for those of you that have been paying attention to Houston, last week may have been jarring, shutting down Justin Herbert. They didn't really fully shut him down, though. They've had two games this season, the first game and this last game that we just saw where they've been like decent on defense. Other than that, she's been a sieve to the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, the running back position. You can do whatever you want to against the Houston Texans, typically, and I see that continuing. Um, he only has one star underneath his belt, but if you count like his above 50% snap share games with Trey Lance, he has a floor of basically 65 rushing yards as an average of what you're expecting, which is a touchdown starting off just based off of his rushing ability. Um, the offense is nice. It's a great matchup. Um, other than that, it's just balls to the wall for your championship game. If you're looking for a start outside of like the top five to six quarterbacks and you're in the championship game, it means you have some guys that you probably wouldn't expect to have. Um, you probably don't have a start that's very good at the quarterback position if you're looking for one. So um, it's my start. I don't feel great about it, but it's uh, a little spicy. I like it. <laughs> I, yeah, man. And Lance is only 20% owned in Yahoo League. So obviously for Dynasty, those guys scooped up. Um, yeah. But I, and, or, you know, Yes, he'll be scooped up. Yeah, uh, he's, he's on. He's on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, this that's a guy that I was considering as well. I agree with you when I was looking at it. Like for me, uh, when I was looking at consensus, like eight is Prescott. I'm good with it. Kyler's nine, and I'm you're starting Kyler Murray because even last week when he completely sucked, 
he just yeah. hit that one long run, bam, he was fine. Like he was he was yeah. completely startable. But after that, like even like even Joe Burrow coming after 500 yards last week, I don't know that I love that. Dude, I want <laughs> nothing to do with Cincinnati players this week against the Chiefs. Everyone still is like, oh, their offense is so good. It doesn't matter. It matters. Like, yeah. look at the stats with KC. I can't stress that enough. Like, yeah, they've. I, I'm uh, unfortunately riding on a lot of Bengals. Be, as a lot of people are this week, like because they got us here, but I'm yeah. I'm nervous. I am a lot, of, and especially about Burrow. But um, Lance was was one of my guys for a start. Uh, the other guy that I have on here, which is more like a just, I think you got to play him. I don't feel great. He's consensus right now, eleven at QB, and that's right where I have him. And that's Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. Um, he's going up against the Lions. Wilson has not been great this year. He's been okay over the last few weeks. He's get it seemed like. Uh, last week, obviously, with the snow, you know, a little bit different situation, maybe. But I think that the, he can be QB 12 for you. I, I think yeah. Trey Lance is the upside play. I would go with him. But I would not start uh, – I wouldn't start Taysom Hill as an example. Like, coming off that nope. COVID list, I, I think you're fine to just roll Wilson in a good matchup against the Lions. Um, not a great matchup against the Lions. Like, they're a bad team, but they give up more in the run game. I think Wilson is an okay start. I'm okay pushing him out there if he if you got this far with him. Um, the only other situation that you may have like be tempted to scoop up, uh, and actually I'll just, I'll just segue this, but it would be like a Tyler Huntley situation after he was the QB one a couple weeks ago. My sit is actually whoever is the quarterback for the Ravens. I don't want to play them. <laughs> um, whether it's Josh Johnson or Huntley or Lamar who can barely walk, uh, like I, I don't know what the hell that video was from the Wednesday practice. I don't even think he practiced today. But he did not look 100. percent And if He's he can't run, time. you can't yeah. start him. Like the Rams are a great defense; they've given up the six fewest points to quarterbacks. They've only given up three passing touchdowns in the last five games. So if Lamar can't run, you don't have that floor that you would have with a Trey Lance, right? As an example, and that's yeah. that's devastating. So I would definitely look to pivot away from the Baltimore QB if you can. That's my sit at the position this week. So hopefully I didn't steal yours, but who, who are your, who's your sit there, Dallas? Uh, it's actually a guy I already talked about, uh, Russell Wilson. I, oh, okay. I don't all right. Well, then we'll just pull uh, this yeah. all together. I hear you. Yeah, Go just ahead. pull. So, so we're just kind of – it'll be a fun little week, all right? It's the yeah. championship week. We don't have hard starts and sits. We just have where would you play these guys? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm play, I would play Trey Lance legitimately over Russell Wilson, and that's not me being like in fuego mm-hmm. hot takey. That's just the fact that if you look at the last three games – Russell Wilson has averaged 17 completions and it's not the illustrious deep ball, huge yardage on 17 completions that we expect from Russell Wilson. He's been under 200 yards Mm -hmm. on average over the last three games. He's only had seven rush yards per game over those three games as well. There's no rushing floor that we've expected from rush. He's not having the touchdown upside that we've expected him as well. He has two touchdowns over that three game period to one interception a two to one ratio. I don't feel super comfortable with him. I haven't felt comfortable with him since he came back from that injury. He had a couple of decent games when it was very easy matchups in the middle of that period after he came back. But if you take the first two games that he's came back from injury, as well as the last three games, he's been abysmal. Um, I'm not super into him. I would be starting Trey Lance over him. Like I said, I would probably start him over Taysom Hill, who's 13 in ECR as opposed to his 12. Um, But I mean, it's just an ugly position right now. Hopefully you are not having to roll into the championship with Russell Wilson um, or Lamar Jackson or pretty much anyone <laughs> like we were talking about past like eight. Cause I don't think it's going to be pretty for you. Yeah. And, and, uh, and to just uh, put a bow on this too, I think 
I would start Lance over Wilson as well. Those guys are close to me, but I would start Lance yeah. with the upside. So I think that's the right call. Um, and yeah, I don't feel ex- extremely confident starting Russell Wilson, but he's a start enough that I just am more saying like, I don't trust anyone else below him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, in rankings. like yeah. if, if it yeah. was a normal, like if Huntley was not on the COVID last week, week COVID list last week, and he just had an average mediocre backup QB game. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe like just for the upside or, or if Hill wasn't on the, or Taysom Hill wasn't on the COVID list last week and didn't miss a game, maybe. But for now, I'm just, those are the only kind of guys that I would consider on a normal week. And it's not normal circumstances. So I'm, I would only roll Russ as a low end QB one, low end QB one. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. You want one of those top eight guys. Unfortunately, I don't own too many of them. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's funny how that works, weird. right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I do have, I do have a league that I have Russ and my, I, it's a weirdly long story, but I picked up Lance it's, uh, off the wire. So I'm, I'm plugging him in like, and it's not even, not even difficult. So, uh, all right, let's move into the running backs. Who are you looking to start this week? Dude, it's for me, it's got to be Devin Singletary. And I'm just going based off of like ECR where these guys are ranked. The disrespect is basically what I've logged for the rest <laughs> of the next couple of positions, guys, just so you know where I'm at. Uh, he's ECR running back right now, 22. And I don't know how you can rank him as the 22nd best running back when you look at his last month. He's completely taken over the backfield from Zach Moss. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch in two out of the four last games for the Buffalo Bills. And over that span, you're going up against Atlanta this week. So you look at the last two games, he has six plus targets in two out of the last three games. That's something that we didn't see a bunch with Singletary. That's the reason he was kind of capped along with this split in the backfield. Atlanta has allowed 89 receptions to the running back position this year. You know what's probably going to happen? Another five receptions. That's about the average that we're looking at right now. So I'm just looking at the game script. You're looking at it as of the last three weeks, he has 84% of the snap share from the running back position in Buffalo. They finally are starting to lean on him. He's finally starting to produce in both ends and 22, in my opinion, is disrespectful. There's quite a few running backs in that teen range that I would have him above. Um, He's closer to the 14 range for me this week, which if you're playing him as basically a borderline flex is what we're looking at with the ranking. Just slam him in your lineup. I lost a championship last week because I played a coming back Tyreek Hill over Devin Singletary in my flex position. Yeah, that's tough, man. Like, I, that, that is that's rough. But uh, I that's one of those situations where you're like, I don't know how you would make the other call. But you I can't, you, you can't make the other call. That. But like, he's just been so consistent. Yes. You, like, I don't, I can't understand why you would not play him if you have him on your roster and you're in the championship. Is the way that I lean with Singletary. I'm going up against him in two leagues this week, and I am not thrilled. Um, yeah, you know he's been on fire as of late, so I think it's a great call. We'll it's see if maybe we'll see if maybe, we'll see if maybe I pull this off again and and pick a guy that you don't like or that you would put Singletary over. Yeah. But my start of the week, I'm sticking with the Seahawks, and I'm going Rashad Penny. Okay, uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> fifth most fantasy points. Penny's been awesome in two of the last three. Um, yep. That middle game, he left with injury, and then uh, he just was not on the field when they punched it in on a goal line look. Otherwise, we'd probably be, you know, they they also didn't run the ball very much in that game. When he went out, they stopped running the ball. That's why they lost. So, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. This is a defense in Detroit that I think you could definitely target with Penny. So, as as much as there's a little bit of reservation, like, ah, like, why the hell did that middle game happen? Um, I think Penny showed us the last two weeks, weirdly enough, uh, I believe he's in a contract year as well. Um, that like, okay, he can do enough and to be a starter for you in a championship game. And this matchup, I think, alleviates the question of like what happened there in week uh, 15, right? So I'm going to go ahead and roll Penny. He's running back 17 
in uh, in the consensus rankings over at Fantasy Pros right now. I have him at running back 14, uh, so just a little bit higher, and I think that he's pretty much close to a must-start unless you ended up with, like, Ronald Jones as well over the last few weeks. Like, I think as far as uh, those kind of up-and-coming guys over the, the last month, Penny's a guy you can trust. So, yeah. Uh, who are you sitting? Uh, my sit is more of a warning flag. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to be, oh, Josh Jacobs is back after last week. Um, I'm avoiding Josh Jacobs this week. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis's defense is finally healthy, uh, even with all the injuries, which if you haven't been paying attention, Memphis has. He's got the receipts, has been extremely banged up this year. They've been losing some of these close games because of the key injuries on the Indianapolis defense, but their linebacking core is healthy again. Their interior defensive line is back. Still on the year, even with the injuries, they've been top six against the run. I don't think the game script's going to be there. You have Brian Edwards out. You have Waller out for the rest of the year. So now you're relying exclusively for receiving options on guys like Foster Moreau and Hunter Renfro, who's been a breath of fresh air for anyone looking for that Wes Welker clone of the older days. But when I'm looking at Jacobs, I just don't think it's going to be there this week. Right now, as RB3 in ECR, I think that's too high. I would be playing Devin Singletary as my example, over a guy like Josh Jacobs this week. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a good call. I was I was considering Jacobs as well. I think that's a tough matchup for him. Uh, I went with a couple guys that are dealing with injuries um, more just because the names, you want to put them in your lineup. These guys have been top seven or eight at the position when they're out there. But James Conner plays. I don't want any. I don't want to play him. Um, I think you can play the guys like Penny or Ronald Jones and feel extremely safe. Even Singletary is a guy that I would play. Over James Conner, he's been banged up. Um, and we saw even the last game when he played, like it obviously wasn't 100%. With, and Chase Edmonds is now back and 100%. So I think that's a that's a timeshare there, even if Conner's back and active. The other guy that would be hesitant to play is DeAndre Swift. Um, there's They're saying he was a full in Wednesday, in Wednesday's practice for the Detroit Lions. He's been out for a long time. Um, and this is a game. I don't necessarily know why the Lions would force him back. Um, if he wasn't a hundred percent, but he's, he's been out for so long, but the dude was an absolute stud, just like Connor when they was, when they were rolling healthy, he was a monster. But I think right now you probably got to your championship unless you, unless you made it out there purely on the back of Justin Jackson, you have no other yeah. options. I think you could probably just go with the guys that got you here. Yeah. This, this is a situation where it's like, if you're my head coach and like as a fan and you put DeAndre Swift back in there, like I can talk to Jerry about this. Like if they put DeAndre Swift back on the field, like there's gotta be riots. There should be riots because the dude's amazing when he's in there. And Jamal Williams did great last week when he was asked to run the ball. They just didn't run it a lot again. Yep. Uh, I just don't, dude, I'm, I'll be annoyed I, if they put him back in there. I'd almost feel the same. Like I, I know he, he was healthy enough to come back earlier in the season. So it's like, you don't necessarily want to just, squash an entire you know eight games or whatever but like yeah. the way they're playing Saquon in New York right now like it just seems like why the hell is he out there like you guys you have no chance of, of making anything of this season you know maybe yeah. just let him get 100% because he's clearly not if they're running Booker this many times so um I don't know it, it's just a you know I get it these guys are competitive they want to be out there but I think sometimes yeah. especially the running back position like let's keep the mileage off these kids um, yeah, dude, I yeah. the sad thing about that too is that like I like points wise, I would have won my game last week that I lost by under a point if I had started Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who got injured in the game over Saquon. Like yeah. you, oh my god. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just so annoying. <laughs> Stuff like it, that. But, uh, yeah. 
Barkley is yeah, he's, he's been extremely tough. Like I, I have him in two leagues and one, I, he's not sniffing my starting lineup because I was able to yeah. kind of scoop up some of these guys over the last couple of weeks where not as you don't have as much competition on the wire. So you've added, you know, these, these flyer guys and, yeah. and they've took the job. And so I'll see you like Barkley. I just can't put you in there. No, like I have no choice. And it's just, I know I'm like, okay, I can't wait to get my seven and a half points. Yes. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, 3.9 Kyle. I know. Well, I'm hoping like for the, like the revenge game, you know, like uh, the ultimate revenge, like Barkley versus the bears, you know, after taking them down yeah. last year in Chicago. <laughs> But uh, we'll anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, all right, wide receivers. Who are you starting this week? Uh, another disrespect candidate, KJ Osborne. Again, he's ECR go. wide receiver thirty nine right now. We've seen what this guy has done when Adam Thielen's out, who is now out for the rest of the year. Stop being stupid. That's what I'm going to tell all the other analysts out there. That is ridiculous. Like <laughs> thirty nine is just straight disrespect. The matchups there. Thielen's out. He's seen basically an average of six targets a game. He typically is catching about eighty percent of his targets across the season. Let alone when Thielen is not there, he's going to see the target volume. He has the deep upside and the Green Bay safety tandem. Although good at the strong safety portion, they're susceptible on the back end to the deep throws. Um, I I just. Don't know why you wouldn't be starting him as a flex. He's much higher than wide receiver 39 of the week for me. So simple. I like, I like that call as well. I know uh, people might be hesitant because the last game that he was in there without Thielen, you know, wasn't great, but he had been good. And I think this is a yeah. guy that you should be able to trust in Green Bay. They're going to be chasing those points. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what happened when Thielen went out last week? Deep KJ yep. Osborne touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Wild. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I like I like the Osborne call uh, and like he I don't know why he's so ranked I think you're absolutely right he will need to be uh, wake up to that he should be way higher I don't know yeah freaking AJ Green Chase Claypool who's been really bad um, like are you starting Michael Gallup over him no no like chance. what come on yeah. Devonte Devonte Parker at 31 who didn't even see a target last week yeah. like I I don't care what the matchup is like I get it great but come on now. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, and I would play, I, I would actually play Osborne over both of my starts, but what two guys that I'm playing, even though they're option two and three on their offense, uh, I would start Odell Beckham Jr., bleh, but I'm starting him and Van Jefferson uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. This secondary is Swiss freaking cheese, and it wasn't just last week. Um, they've been giving up points nonstop over the last uh, couple months. Uh, and this is half PPR because this is where I looked it up, but 12 or more points in half PPR to 13 wide receivers in the last eight games. Uh, the secondary is just completely banged up. They have no none of their starters <laughs> uh, just due to either season long injuries that they've sustained throughout the year, um, you know, or other, you know, week, week to week injuries there in Baltimore. We just saw it a week ago as far as them all hitting there for Chase and Boyd and obviously Higgins. But it's not just been that game. It's been over the last eight weeks. So um, OBJ has been a touchdown machine since he got to the Rams. Everyone reminds me of that every time he scores because I'm not a big Beckham fan. But I think uh, Jefferson coming off a bad week, I think it's somebody you can plug in. I would start Osborne over him. I would. Um, but uh, I still think Jefferson's a flex if you need. Um, so there you go. go. Trying to keep it out of that top 20 as well. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I try uh, to do. I, yeah. out of the, outside of the top 36, if I get you inside the top 24, that's a success yep. for me. Good call. Yep. What about, uh, <laughs> what about your uh, sit this week? Um, my sit's Jamar Chase. Um, he's sitting at number 11 in ECR. Uh, I feel more comfortable about Higgins. Um, there's not really a corner on the KC side. Um, specifically, if you look at matchups across the year of big bodied wide receivers, 
Uh, there's not a corner that matches up very well. Charverius Ward is the best guy, but he's still sitting at like 5'10". He's just a lot more physical than all the other corners that are out there. Um, their pass defense is extremely good, but the reason that they are extremely good is the fact that they've been kind of a funnel down, check down defense on the back end, which is not what we're used to seeing with the KC defense. There's a lot of the last couple of years that has left that weird stigma in a lot of people's eyes that their defense is bad. If you look at basically since they got the crap kicked out of them by Buffalo, that's the last time they had a bad game. They've been completely shut down. It's been under 20 points every single week outside of the Chargers game, which is an interdivisional game. Wild matchups. I understand the firepower is there, but I'm leaning Higgins over Chase in this situation. I would not be starting KJ Osborne over Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase just due to the fact of like, I'm not that crazy, Um, but I think 11's rich for him, man. I think he's more of a mid to back end wide receiver two as opposed to a wide receiver one this week. Um, There's also no way in hell both of them are finishing as wide receiver ones, which is currently where they're ranked at nine and 11. I'm going to tell you that right now. So take that out of your mind if you're about to start both of them. Um, But really, it's going to be a heavy run script if – Cincinnati wants to win this game. They have to run the ball and they have to rely on Joe Mixon. I think that's what they're going to attempt to do. I don't think that KC is just going to walk away with this game, which some people may be thinking or not thinking. Uh, It's going to be close, but I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than we're all anticipating. It seems to kind of be what's happening this year when you have two high powered offenses going up against each other. It's been kind of underwhelming because no one wants to lose by death by the deep ball. So um, I would just let you know, the back end's pretty good with KC. I watch them all the time here in KC. Uh, don't expect a ton of production from both of the Bengals wide receivers. And yeah, also I, Joe Burrow. I, uh, <laughs> I hear that, man. And again, yeah. this is that's a game that I just have circled in that early slate. I'm like, man, I hope there's fireworks, but I'm nervous as hell about it. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, that Kansas City defense has definitely turned the corner uh, in the second half. And, and like you said, I think a lot of people will just point to that Thursday game, right? It was, yeah, it was Thursday game against the, yeah, the Chargers, right? So everyone mm-hmm. saw it and they're just like, yeah. oh yeah, they're, they're bad still. Like, no. Well, look at that. Justin Herbert, 400 yards, four touchdowns. It's like, all right, yeah. But if you watch the game, you didn't do yeah. that great. I, I honestly, <laughs> yeah. I I honestly think that, uh, I don't know why, and I'm not, and I don't watch or listen to that many like NFL related things all the, like all the time, but, yeah. There were like three or four medias this week that I heard the Burrow versus Herbert debate. And I'm just like, I'm like, my God. I'm like, I know Burrow just got a 500 point game, but you guys got to just slow the F down. And I think this is going to be a wake up call, unfortunately, for a lot of those people that are on that Burrow train. I like him. Don't get me wrong. But the, I, they were like, oh, he's he's QB two behind Mahomes. I'm like, okay, good luck. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so this was going to be a, an interesting one as they go head to head this week. But uh, my sit this week, this guy's actually, I think the rankers, as much as they've disrespecting KJ Osborne, um, I think they're finally coming around here uh, and smartly ranking this guy outside the top 24. But I know I own him on some teams. I want to plug him in because of the name, but Terry McLaurin should be living on the pine. There is no reason in hell that you should be starting Terry McLaurin. I would start KJ Osborne easily over McLaurin. I'd start both the Rams guys over McLaurin. Yeah. Um, this situation in Washington has gotten bad. Uh, there, there was a rumor that report that like Heineke might be benched for Allen at certain points in the game. Yeah. If he's not performing. And this Philly defense is the matchup where you don't even have to worry about like, am I benching a quote unquote stud? McLaurin has yeah. not been a stud. Um, Philly has given up the second fewest fantasy points this year. They held McLaurin to two for 51 and no, and no touchdowns uh, just two weeks ago. And 
this, like I said, this Phillies defense has been on lock as far as the passing game against wide receivers. There's no reason that you need to plug in uh, Terry McLaurin in your championship game. I, it sucks. I love the kid. I own some dynasty yeah. squads, but no thanks. And that's the thing. It's just, it's not even Terry McLaurin. It's just the situation. Like if you look at Heineke's last four games, it is bad. It is very, very bad. And it's not like turnover bad. It's just like a, wow, there's like a 40% completion game with 120 yards in there. You're like, oh, what happened there? Was it a good defense? You're like, oh, no, middle of the pack. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, And it's not like they're running very well either. So it's just all around not that great. Yeah, I know. uh, Like I had Heineke on a team last week, and as a Cowboys fan, I was not disappointed by that ass kicking. But I'm just like, yeah, what the hell? Like he's literally like seven for 23. Like so no no garbage time for him. Got yanked because he played so bad in that game and this is a trickle down for sure so mclaurin for me uh i for dynasty you know the really smart people out there i think they know better but you know in the more in the less intense more casual environments that you guys probably also play in mclaurin will be an extreme like buy low get cheap guy because people are gonna be like yeah screw that guy he sucked it's like no he doesn't suck (laughs) uh but that but that's a 2022 um proposition not not a week 17 Uh, move so championship move <laughs> yes so here's here's the moment we've all been waiting for obviously the final start sit section talking about yeah. the tight end position and uh, so I'll give the floor to you man who is your final start at tight end for this championship weekend so this is one of those situations where I don't think you guys have heard a positive word about this guy all season out of my mouth so I'm just going to explain myself a little bit for all of you that may be listening to me this week Noah Fant's going to probably go off this week, all right? I want him to go off. That's part of it. I'll just tell you that right now. Followed immediately by the situation. So if you look at his best games across his career, it is with Drew Locke at the helm. What are we getting a Drew Locke game? Drew Locke chucks the ball. You know who gets open deep and often? Noah Fant. You know who doesn't take the deep shots to Noah Fant a lot of the times? Teddy Bridgewater. He's not playing the game. That's one aspect. The Los Angeles Chargers, one-third. I'm sorry. What does my note say here? That's bad. Wow, what did I even write there? (laughs) Forget that. Forget that. Uh, Other aspect, uh, the wide receiver position currently has been dead in the water for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't trust any of the options. Pretty much everything has been on the ground for them or through the tight end position. Although Albert O has been sprinkled in, he's been a little bit less sprinkled in over the last couple of weeks. I think the Noah Fant connection will be there. The Chargers right now, I'll come back. I'll post it in the group chat. We'll understand what this one-third ratio that I have on here is. (laughs) I I do this shorthand half the time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen in this exact situation. I'm like, I don't know what I meant in that. Um, But, yeah, Noah Fant is the start of the week right now. Right now he's at 13, so he's not bottom basement dwelling or anything like that in the ranks. Anyone who has him probably hasn't been starting him over the last, I don't know, eight weeks just because of inconsistency. Uh, But I would be starting him over my sit of the week. He's a guy that got you guys a lot of money if you played him, specifically in DFS, most likely the week that I told you to play him. But I'm avoiding Dalton Schultz this week. And you want to know why? It's the reason that I've been preaching all season. He's going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense. They may be suspect on the outside. They may be suspect to the run game, but they are not suspect to tight ends. Over the entire 
entire season, even going up against some studs at the position, they're still the number one defense against tight ends. The other guys we've seen at the top, like the Chicago Bears, have dropped down into the middle of the pack. Every single week, they're always ranked the number one. On an average, they allow three receptions for 34 yards a game. They've allowed two total touchdowns the entire season to the tight end position, which is where you get your predicated value at, at the tight end position. For reference, the Charger, who the Chargers defense, they have three games of allowing two plus touchdowns to the tight end position. So that's just a reference for you. That's part of the reason I like Ant this week. That's part of the reason I'm avoiding the Arizona matchup as I had. I've told you guys that every single week. It's matched up. Don't play Dalton Schultz this week. There you go. And coming off a of, uh, coming off a nice game last week. Yeah, I'm, be tough. But I'm warning you. Like Everyone's it. healthy. There you go. You've you've heard it here. Uh, so that, good stuff as always. Appreciate you bringing that heat at the tight end position all year. Um, I'll I'll roll through mine quick because mine are usually not as successful. But uh, my start of the week, and I hate that I I by the time I finished this up, I was like, damn it, I don't want three Seahawks on here. But yep. he's the only guy who made sense. It's Gerald Everett. Uh, he's been sixty yards or a touchdown or both uh, in four of his last five games. Like what I've seen from him over the last couple, sixty plus in his last two games. And if if you were like the Darren Waller owner, like I've been in a bunch of leagues, uh, luckily I landed Everett in a couple, and it's been a blessing because Jesus, this position sucks. Um, you know, I do think it's seven or eight deep ish, like of guys you can at least start, but it's really hard to find one. So I know Everett was a guy that was kind of out there. He's been usable. And uh, so I, I would roll him out there again if you need. Um, for me, he was uh, he's tight end 10. So um, I think he started as a low end option. My sit is a guy that's already outside the top 12. Um, but again, if you're desperate, like if you're I know I'm still looking for some wall replacements. I'm rolling around with, you know, Cole Komet in a league and uh, I'm still going to uh, Uzama or Moreau. One guy that's in that range is actually ranked above all three of those players is Jared Cook. And I would not start Jared Cook. <laughs> uh, he plays Denver. They have only given up one touchdown on the entire year to the position. It was to Jared Cook, but uh, <laughs> in week 12, but uh, he also only had 25 yards in that game. So uh, it's a really tough matchup. If you're like me and you're just scrounging around looking for an option because there are none, uh, yeah. I still think you can do better. I'd even go with like Moreau. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a tougher matchup, but like I, I'm trying to lead out of Jared Cook, which. I think everybody would want to do that if they could. So, um, yeah, there's a hot take for you. That's a, that's a way to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and hey, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're looking for an option outside that's a little bit more ballsy, uh, I refuse to believe that Cole Komet is going to end the year with one receiving touchdown. I refuse to believe it. So if you want to go for it, he has the targets. He has the yardage. He just cannot fall into the end zone because there's some crazy reason where they keep putting Jimmy Graham into the end zone. <laughs> It's fine. He keeps catching them. Kudos to Jimmy Graham for sticking around. Um, but if you want a deep play, he's uh, currently tight in 17. You probably aren't starting him if you have him. Um, I wouldn't recommend probably over Schultz, even though it's probably the smart thing to do with all of my reasoning. Um, but yeah, it's a good play. Also, I remembered what my little note said, and I okay. remember awesome. distinctly saying, I'm writing this down. I shouldn't write it like this earlier. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers are one of three teams to allow double-digit touchdowns to the tight end position on the year. The other two teams are the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. They've allowed 12 touchdowns to the tight end position this Dang. year. Uh, so another reason I will be starting Fant this week. In the one championship, I'm still viable. In, so. <laughs> hey, man, that's all good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I I like the commit. I wanted. I know uh, last week I had to start him, 
and he's been getting the targets. And then I'm sure, sure as shit, there's Jimmy Graham catching a Dude. jump ball. Now, I also had yeah. to start Nick Foles in a league. So I guess I wanted the touchdown, but I didn't want it to him. I wanted to cold combat. I want you started Nick out. Foles last week. You got 18 points. That's, hey, a, that's was, a good, that's a good spot start from your quarterback, I, right? I, it, it's, this has been a, a crazy year. I'm sure other people have this similar stories. Like I'm literally this week again, I'm staring down Huntley, Foles, Fields, or Heineke. I'm just like, yeah. Okay. And I have Lamar, but he's probably not going to, he'll see me play them. Just like, Oh God, like this is not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. My, okay. My highlight of the entire off season run is the league I lost in last week, but it was the semis and I had to replace Lamar Jackson. Uh, God, who was my other quarterback? It was Lamar Jackson. Another quarterback that was on uh, the COVID protocol that week. Hmm. I can't remember exactly who it was. It may have been Taysom, Taysom. and uh, Damian Harris with Tyler Huntley, Nick Mullins, and Gabe Davis, and they got me 90 points combined. And I was like, yes! <laughs> like, it was the biggest highlight I've ever had in the league. It was like, yeah. oh, my, like I, was, I literally apologized to the guy. I was like, you deserve to win. I had no business being in that game. That's hilarious. Hey, man, yeah. take them when you get them, because there's always exactly. – I, I know I've won, I've won matches from my – I had no business winning that, and I've lost somewhere. I'm like, I had no business losing that. So yeah. that's why this game's so fun. That's why we play the games, right? That's why I play the games, and it's been uh, it's been a fun season so far, even though it's been a tough end to it with all this other uh, all this other COVID news impacting us, it seems like, every single day. So um, obviously stay tuned in, like we said at the top, only Sunday games outside that Monday night football matchup. So uh, no Thursday tonight, obviously, no Saturday games. So uh, everybody will get a normal slate to uh, to sift through. So any other parting thoughts as we uh, as we wrap this one up, Dallas? Um, I don't know. I'm excited for the off season. It's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm excited to see specifically these new year's Eve six games. Um, there's a couple of guys I'm, we had talked about them a little bit earlier on a pod earlier for my purposes, as well as in the group chat a little bit, but I really want to see what Jerome Ford is able to do against the Alabama defense for Cincinnati. Um, like I said, if he has like an average game, I'm very, very excited. Um, he's got shades, I'll say shades because he still is like one of the most underrated running backs of all time for me of Jamal Charles. Um, He's got the top end speed. He's got the size that Charles didn't have. Um, It's going to be fun watching him Um, a secondary. If you don't own Darnell Mooney, I just dove a little bit into statistics as we had a conversation earlier about, but the dude's really good. You should own more Darnell Mooney. He's cheap to get. Um, And other than that, just like look forward to the 2022 class and uh, start making trades that I will advise you on, (laughs) on uh, Sunday night going into the Monday podcast. So perfect. That's it. Good stuff, man. So as always, stay subscribed to the DWZ Network, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, There's going to be tons of content still throughout the entire year. Uh, A little less here from the SmackDown just once a week, but still you got the Warzone. Uh, You got the the rookie content with Dallas and and continues to, as we continue to put out stuff all year long. So I'm looking forward to the offseason as well. Best luck to everybody in their championship matchups. I'll catch you guys next week with some fancy resolutions. So again, hit me up at KyleMonth8 on Twitter. And with that, best of luck in week 17. We'll catch you guys later.